<laughs> we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. We were off last night for Valentine's Day. Got to give a shout out to our good friends over at Buddy's uh, uh, Steakhouse here in Hammond, Louisiana. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, food was great. Hospitality, hospitality was great. Drinks were great. Everything was fantastic over at our with our friends over at Buddy's Steakhouse. Need to get over to our, our good friend, Mike Layusa and company over there. Dude, I got to tell you, the ribeye, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. If you're ever out in the Hammond, Louisiana area, go by Buddy's. Let them know that Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. But other than that... <laughs> Other than being off, enjoyed the time with my wife last night. Good to refresh. As the baseball season kicks off, we've been taking a couple days off here and there, uh, gearing up for the baseball season. So now and start of tonight, as was our plan to continue to go live, we will be live on Friday as well. So we'll be doing a post-game show after the LSU baseball game. It's here, baby, and it's time to roll. So we'll give you an LSU football update. L um, look. A lot of things that we're hearing as the spring uh, kicks off. I will give you some thoughts. Um, as I look, and you guys know this, if it's your first time listening, then now you you will hear this. A lot of times during the offseason times where we're not doing a whole lot, like if it's just a random Thursday night and LSU baseball's not playing, you don't have basketball on the tube, especially not LSU basketball, I'll break some things down. There were three games that I watched in this, and we'll talk about this in the LSU football update, that I thought LSU's offensive line played really good in. We'll talk about that. How much, look, we talk about the quarterback position. We talk about the wide receivers. We talk about D-line, linebacker. The, the position we have not talked about a lot has been the offensive line. We'll, we'll focus out on here tonight. It's a position group that I know and played and love and, We'll discuss on it as we break the film down uh, here tonight. Baseball is so close. It was, as we just mentioned, LSU baseball kicks or starts this upcoming Friday. Really looking forward to um, just looking forward to the season, man. There's so much anticipation. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be colder than a witch's titty out here. I mean, look, might not give the guys to the plate a little bit of grace, man. You get jammed on the inside. That hands start start ringing, baby. It's going to be fun, though. It is officially college baseball season. The man that's been dodging us for 75 weeks, Carter Bryant, joins us at 7.30. He normally joins us on Mondays, but it had some issues. His basketball season closes out. He'll be joining us here tonight. And Matt Trent, your favorite. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with Matt Trent. We'll be getting him on the show as the season goes on covering LSU baseball. He'll be on with us at 745. So double guessing it up as well. And since we missed last night's show, hashtag ask Blake thoughts, concerns, comments, get him inside of the chat right now. And we'll get to as many of them uh, as we can. Aaron Miller says, let's go. Yes, sir. Aaron, let's go. Uh, Tim Graves, Tim, I got to be honest. I saw that it was your birthday today, but I, I, I'm not a big Facebooker. Like, we do the show on Facebook. We get a lot of numbers. But happy birthday, my man. 
our good friend and, and former FHS demon and LSU Tiger fan, Tim Graves. Happy birthday, my man. He says, I'm back, bro. Good to see you in here, uh, Tim. Good to be back. Or good to have you back here with us. And happy birthday to you. Rob Boudreaux says, good evening. Good evening to you, Rob. He said, did Matt shave his head yet? I do not know that yet. I don't know if Matt shaved his head. I would, I, I, I doubt it. I, I, I like, I, like I doubt it. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Well, 1000% have to wait and see if he ultimately did shave his head, but it'll be good to get him back in here. Tyler, Tyler Townsend says, how's it going? Everyone It's going good, man. Just getting ready for, you know, getting ready for baseball season. Oh God. Bless Jesus up above. I forgot probably the biggest thing that we need to talk about too. <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> Bro. I tell you what, if Brian Kelly, if Brian Kelly is not more vindicated about why he left Notre Dame than he is right now at this given moment, considering how bad Notre Dame's going on, like everything that's going on bad at Notre Dame right now, if Brian Kelly is not more vindicated than he is, I don't know what to tell you. We'll touch on that right out of the break. Absolutely, 1,000%, no questions asked. We got to talk about this Notre Dame thing, and we might just go on a Rafino's rants here tonight to vindicate our head coach. Frickin' Rudy Poos. Oh, Brian Kelly's money hungry. <laughs> you won't pay $3 million for a buyout for Andy Ludwig, and you're going to hire Jared Parker as your next OC. What a fucking joke. And you talked all of that crap, all that shit about Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly this. Oh, he loved the Florida State. He's not a culture fit. This, the furthest south he's ever been is Ohio. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Notre Dame cannot even hire an offensive coordinator worth a damn. Good, good googly. As my grandmother would say, and we named our, our second child after her, Chul is her name. Y'all, y'all see Ben in here. You don't see Jewel. Um, but as my grandmother Jewel would say, good googly moogly. Heavens to Betsy. Which I don't even know what that means. Like, is Betsy up in heaven? Like, I don't. <laughs> anyway. All right. We'll get rolling. Uh, Spectrum Well Care says, BK right. Notre Dame is cheap. Yeah, they're cheap. Cheaper than a, than a, look, Notre Dame is cheaper than a Waffle House steak. They're also probably pocket, their pockets are probably tougher than a, than a Waffle House steak. Anyway, Hunter says, can't wait for spring football to see how these positions shake out the depth chart. I agree with you, my friend. Brandon Reese says, I give Freeman maybe two more years before he starts looking to get out of there if he's not. Um, if he's not 
you know, gonna if it's not sooner, right? Tyler says, can't wait for baseball Friday. Me too. I think Vandy play kicks it off early. So it'll be good to watch everybody. But we will be going live. Um, we will be going live Friday night after the LSU baseball game. American Patriot says, Rafino number three coming soon. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Nope. Chris H. says, I've been creeping on Notre Dame podcasts today. A couple of them. I'm looking at you, Brian Driscoll. is <laughs> trying hard to make it seem that all is well. It's not well. It's not well. At all. At all. I, am, I, am I about to get ripped alive for, to, for talking crap about Waffle House? This old vet says, what's wrong with Waffle House steak? They're the best. <laughs> and then Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams. Look at him. Look at his profile pic here on YouTube. Sorry to everybody listening to us on SiriusXM, TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ryan Williams, our attorney at law. Look at the bookcases behind him. Looking all smart. Says, hey, now, don't be hating on Waffle House. <laughs> It's true. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. Andrew Paulson Martin. I did see this. This is sad, though, man. You make fun of him, but you never want to see somebody die. Uh, Andrew Martin, though, says, speaking of Vander, they, Vanderbilt, they lost one of their whistlers. Yeah, man, I saw that. They were actually pretty beat up out about it. Pretty beat up. All right, TJ, I see your comment. We'll get to that. We'll get to that next. Last one, then we'll get rolling. Chili says, what are you hearing about football workouts? We will talk about that right out of the break, too. We'll talk about this Notre Dame thing, though, uh, and then we'll get to some football stuff. Uh, what we're hearing around spring camp, some guys that are standing out, some guys that you maybe not think that are, you know, that we never talk about. We'll talk about the offensive line as well. Broke down religiously. Um, so my hobby has been over the last week um, really breaking down that LSU-Alabama game and some other games. Uh, about this LSU offensive line where I think they're going to do a lot more uh, a lot better in areas than people give them credit for. We'll talk about that as well, but let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Stop, collaborate and listen. Everyone do us a favor by hitting the like and share. I need all of you on YouTube to do me a favor. There's 71 of you watching right now. 71. Everybody do us a favor if you're on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit the share button, share it, and don't forget to subscribe. We are, we are doing the $200 giveaway until we reach 5,000 subscribers on AYS and 1,000 subscribers on the Rafino and Joe show. Just go subscribe and listen, get multiple people to subscribe. I will literally, if you get 10 people to subscribe... You're going to be the front runner for me to just give you $200 of cold, hard cash. I don't care how much money you make or how much you don't make. $200 is always nice. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, and share the show for us tonight. If you're on Facebook, do the same. There's Facebook uh, Facebook groups and all that good stuff. We appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on uh, SiriusXM, the TuneIn app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, again, thank you everybody that listens to us on the podcast as we went over a million uh, million downloads since we started this uh, so many years ago. Thank you for helping us out there and listening to us. All right, let's pay some bills. So about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, GM Varno and Sons, 
Bet.com. We return in one minute. Got a lot to discuss. Notre Dame, you stink. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're back. <laughs> All right, so we do have some breaking news here, and it's going to be really and truthfully where we're going to start the Rafino's rants off here tonight. But we do have some breaking news. Chris Lowe is reporting, and we talked about this all episode long um, in, our, in our previous show on the Rafino and Joe show. Notre Dame is going to hire from within. I don't know if a lot of you have been um, following this story, um, but basically Notre Dame is really going at it. Like, hold on. Let me, is the OC. So, if, in case you missed it, in case you missed it, Notre Dame refused to pay $3 million for Andy Ludwig, who is the offensive coordinator at Utah. Obviously, we know how Utah's been offensively. They've won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. Notre Dame's refusing to pay the buyout, so they're going with Jared Parker, who was a former offensive coordinator at West Virginia. They literally were in the 80s, 83rd and 88th in 2020 and 2021. Dude's just not been a good offensive coordinator. I'm not going to sit here on the LSU show, though, and talk about um, that hire. Here's Here's a reason, though, why I'm telling you this, okay? The reason that I'm telling you this is if there hasn't been a vindication, like if there hasn't been more of a vindication, if there hasn't been, if there's one thing since Brian Kelly took over at LSU from Notre Dame of why he left Notre Dame to come LSU, it's literally right here. Like when so many, and, and, and to LSU fans, it should show you that when everybody talks about the Blue Bloods, which I hate the term Blue Bloods, but when everybody talks about the prestigious programs 
around college football, and LSU is not mentioned, and Notre Dame is, when Notre Dame refused to pay $3 million for someone's buyout to go over there and get them, I don't know what tell what would show you anymore. LSU literally, literally gave Brian Kelly a $90 million guaranteed dollar contract. We had to face losing to Florida State, Brian Driscoll out there from Iris Breakdown saying that Brian Kelly wouldn't be a culture fit. Well, but with all due respect, with all due respect, you he called LSU a dumpster fire. With all due respect to him, it kind of shows me a little bit. Maybe Notre Dame is the dumpster fire. Brian Kelly has been vindicated in all of this. He should have been vindicated when he won, when he beat Alabama in his first year at LSU. They still start, kept talking shit about him. He should have been vindicated when he won the West. They still talk shit about him. LSU is more of a prestigious program in today's day and age than Notre Dame. The way that I know that is Jared Parker just being announced as being the next offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So many guys that you could have reached out to if you're them to go and get a really good OC. But now LSU sits in a situation where they could be a top, they will be a top 10 program going into next year and something that we'll talk about. And in a month from now, in like the second week of March, literally a month from now, when LSU touches the field out there in spring and we'll be out there covering it all, when they touch the grass, when those players' cleats touch the grass, they're in a better spot right now than Notre Dame ever really will be in the immediate future. You know, like, I, I this was going to be the main thing that I, I, I talk about here tonight. Like, so my hobby over the last week or so has been really watching LSU's offensive line. So much has been said about them, about how young they were and they didn't do a good job. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes you are right in the sense of they had their issues. But I went back and watched from start to finish. Rewind, fast forward. Rewind, watch the play. Rewind, watch the play. And I got to tell you, man, I, I was pretty impressed by some things that I saw a lot last year from LSU's offensive line. And they're only going to get better. They only, they're going to get better because you've got guys like Emory Jones, Will Campbell, Lance Hurd coming in. You've got guys like Miles Frazier returning. You got a guy who's got a lot of snaps now underneath his belt and Garrett Dellinger and Charles Turner, who started halfway through, actually more than that, a th- two-thirds through the season at center, and LSU did a lot of better things at that position when he was there. They, You want to know why LSU ultimately beat Alabama? Sure, is it Jane Daniels' long runs on third down? Go back and watch all of the explosive runs that he had in that game. Is it, the, is it the corner route that Mason Taylor caught? Is it a two-point conversion? All of that fits in. You know where LSU really beat Alabama last year? Up front. Up front. LSU's offensive line, and look, to their credit, we're facing guys that are going to be really high draft picks. Will Anderson comes to mind in that. They dominated. Tough runs by guys like Josh William. Juke moves along the sideline from John Emery. How is that taken care of? Because you're running the football at a high clip against Alabama. You're doing that 
against teams like Ole Miss. You're doing that. I thought Ole Miss, after the first quarter, LSU's offensive line physically dominated. Absolutely beat the dog manure out of them. You may make fun of this, but even when you go back and watch Mississippi State, guys, did you know that Mississippi State had a top 40 defense? Statistically, in total defenses, they had a defense very similar to yours a season ago. Tyrus Sweet on the outside, Emmanuel Forbes at corner. They had some really good pieces along that Mississippi State defense. Now, offensively, they had some struggles at times. Shout out and rest in peace to Mike Leach. But a lot of times when you face teams in your conference that are more established and you go out there and you dominate along the offensive line, you're going to do a lot of good things. I know it's flashy and it's big and it's cool and everybody loves the explosiveness of what you do in the passing game. I don't disagree with you. It looks different when Garrett Nussmeyer does what he does against Purdue. But I beg you, I beg you, to go out there and re-watch that Alabama game. If you're not doing anything at the end of the show, there's a 12-, 13-minute clip, 16-minute clip of that game. Go back and watch it. And go back and watch when you see Will Campbell literally dominating Dallas Turner. Or you you see Emory Jones picking up a, a, a B-gap blitz. And he's literally having to ride the guy all the way down the line and pancakes him. And it frees things up for Josh Williams. Remember, LSU went for it late in the game on third and seven. And Josh Williams breaks a couple tackles, gets a first down. The reason he's able to do that is because Emory Jones absolutely claps the absolute cheeks out of the left defensive end. Or what we'd call a, a pretty much a four-tech. He was head up, but... A three-tech or four-tech, whatever you want to call it, because he smashes the guy. He's like Hulk smash on that defensive end. So many things to build off of. Look, we've talked about quarterback. We will talk about quarterback all offseason, right? We will talk about Garrett. Oh, oh, and I already know what's going to happen a month from now. We're going to come on this show. We're going to say we were out at practice. We sat there. We watched Jer uh, Garrett Nussmeyer. We watched Jane Daniels. And I know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Look at Garrett Nussmeyer. And I hope I hope we all are saying that. I hope we're saying the same thing about Jaden. I don't care which one. But the team and, or, or the position group that does not get the, mo the credit that they deserve, go back and watch the film. I don't give two Rudy Poos if they mess up here or there. I could care less. Go watch on a consistent basis, play in and play out. That offensive line claps some teams. They had their struggles, though. They had their struggles late in the season against teams like Texas A&M. Three freshmen, two freshmen that are starting, and really two other guys that are just starting into the SEC. The only guy that had consistent reps along that offensive line last or, or coming in the last year was Anthony Bradford. The only one. This team's going to get better. Now, we'll bring in Carter Bryant here in, in three minutes, and he did a video today about this. Is the Lance Hurd a day one starter? Now, if the Lance Hurd is able to make that leap, like what a Will Campbell and Emory Jones did last year, guys, I, I, I'm here to tell you, we're about to clap some cheeks up front. And I know that you want to see the ball thrown down the field. I do too. You're going to have to do that to win a national title. It just it is what it is. 
My God, I'm ready for this running game, man. I'm ready for this running game. I just will tell you. It's crazy what happens. You know, Notre Dame, and we were talking about this earlier. Notre Dame was known for what? Under Brian Kelly. Big, physical, offensive lineman. Kind of looks like it's following Brian Kelly a little bit. And now when you add the second year under that, you add the second year that you have more weapons on the outside that they know what to do with at times. Watch out. I think this all guys, I will be I will be truthful. I don't know if they're going to at the end of the day, I don't know if they're going to be the best off, uh, offense in the country or even or the SEC, but my god, they got weapons if they can get it to them. They got weapons. The two young backs and Caleb Jackson and and Trey Holly. My word. One of those kids is going to be your fifth one of those kids is going to be your fifth running back and won't see the field. Think about that for a minute. Got some things you got to do defensively, but hell, that's all we talk about. That's all anyone, anybody wants to talk about. How the defense, you know, we got, and I get it, but I when I just go back and I look at it and I watch that running game, shit. You can, listen, you can say all the live long day, Jane Daniel did that, Jane Daniel. I don't care. He's running the ball at 33% of the time. That means 66, 67% of the time in games, you're clapping the cheeks of your opponent up front. That's how you win 10 games. What's that, what's the Adam Sandler movie, Pooh? Bad baby, bad baby. Spanking that ass up and down the field. Now, we will see how much they progress. Now, the one thing, and we'll we'll close this little part out, uh, Carter Bryant in a minute, Matt Trent, some LSU baseball at 745. Here would be my last thing that I know that I have not touched on, and I don't see a lot of LSU fans touching on either or asking the question. What does this team look like under the second year under this new strength and conditioning staff? Under Coach Flint. Because I know what they look like at under after year one. I know after year one, under the new strength and conditioning uh, uh, staff, this team was better conditioned. They had lost some weight. They were faster. The, I mean, and literally, we, we had the science behind it. Brian Kelly tracking all of it, wanting to know how his team is doing health-wise, making sure that you're doing using the old school with the new school. If they can do that under six months under Coach Flint, what's going to happen? Literally, what's going to happen when they tee that ball off in a, in a month and then ultimately when they tee that ball off in September against a really, really talented Florida State team. All right. Sorry I was unable to get to some of your comments, but we missed last night. I had a lot to, I wanted to touch on on this LSU football update. Here are some guys, though. Uh, we'll just talk with Carter, some guys that we're, we're watching out for here. Um, I will tell you, Deshaun Womax out of the sling. Uh, the very talented defensive defensive end outside linebacker is out of his sling, looking really trim. You're going to need to get a good pass rush. I will tell you a guy that I keep hearing a lot of things about, Savion Jones, and then uh, really and truthfully, a lot of people talking a lot of stuff about Sage Ryan. We'll see if, if, 
if Sage Ryan is half as good as some people have been talking about him around that building, shit. All right. Talk about a good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. Guys, I get it. Inflation's kicking your ass. So many things are, are, are changing around the world. Why not call Carol Falls and get some money back? Call him today. See if he can fix and help you save some money on your insurances, life, auto, home, all of it. Let him know that your good friend Blake Rufino sent you on by. All right, 45 seconds. Talk about good friend Carol Falls, Carter Bryant, next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. You get married and you think you can just duck me? Is that? I I, I said, hey, life can't get better than than getting married, man. Uh, Life is grand, man. Sorry I missed you last week. I've never been as sick as I was last week. And uh, here we are, man. So you mean to tell me. You just so happen to get married, and then you're <laughs> sick. I actually, I don't believe that. I think you, you, you and Haley were just out gallivanting around the town, and you didn't want to come on here. I would have accepted you saying, "Blake, I'm going." You know, I just got married. I'll see you next week. I'd be like, "All right, I get that." But no, you fake no. this whole sickness. I know, but I did receive a thousand ranch water jokes, and the funny thing about ranch waters is, I do not like them. I don't. It's just you have perpetuated this myth that I love ranch water. I didn't say anything. It came from the comments. I thought it was your show. You know, you know, I, do you love ranch? Oh, no. Who said that they like ranch water? Did your wife say she liked ranch yeah, water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Haley. Is that a, just sounds like I, I don't know if you don't need to go scoop up some toilet water and try and see which one tastes better. I, I It sounds horrid. No, but at my wedding, uh, we had peach bellinis. That was my signature drink. Frozen. Oh, God. Dude, they were delicious. I have no idea why people. What's a bellini? It's it's like a frozen fruity daiquiri kind of kind of. So you had a peach daiquiri. Uh, Basically, yes. And uh, one of our mutuals. I guess I I guess rich people call it bellinis. Well, well, not me. Uh, They called it a peach bellini, but. Steve, uh, who's a loyal viewer of yours and mine, Steve Bean was the one that helped me put together the concoction, and uh, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And Doug's one of my good buddies, Doug in Pineville right there, the fruity drinker guy. That's me. I am never ashamed to say that I love fruity alcohol. That's just just my thing, man. Why, Why drink alcohol that tastes bitter? Uh, alcoholic beverages are supposed to be something that because it puts chest hair on you. I have plenty of that already. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I, 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 you would think I was Greek mixed with Indian with all the chest hair that I have. It is, 
I, I'm so hairy. Like, it's crazy. But, Blake, good to see you. Well, Life's you crazy. would think very quickly as we move on to LSU football, you would think because of the beard I'm, I'm a very hairy person. Shaved. You, you're, you're clean? You're manscaped? I, I, I guess you've never seen the movie uh, uh, The Other Guys. He's like, you know – Arnold Palmer alert, Arnold Palmer alert, honey, yours has the vodka, you know, anyway. All right, Carter, I got to tell you something that I know that, and I didn't preface you on this because I want you to disagree if you disagree. Yeah. This is it. more info than, oh, that's true. Um, I got to tell you something. I watched, and my pet project has been over the last week to really break down that Alabama LSU film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LSU's online's better. It dominated them. We dominated them at the point of attack. They did. A&M, you had some struggles. I will admit that. Later yeah. into the season, I think guys were beat up. You had the flu. What you know? We can talk about that now. They had the flu. You yeah. know, I think seven offensive linemen, five of them that played in that game had the flu. I, I will give them a mulligan there. Yeah. Carter, as I watched even the Tennessee game and some of these games that I watched, they dominated a lot of times, dude. Yeah. Now that they, they really good. now that they've gotten another year under their belt, and you posted a video on your YouTube channel today, does Lance Hurd start snap one day one? Carter, I think this offensive line might it could it could I'm not gonna say they're gonna be the best offensive line in the SEC. I think that's gonna go to Georgia, but my God, I think they're gonna be a lot better than people give them credit for. Yeah, and and look, I'm I'm really high on Lance. Obviously, I got to, you know, conversate with him a few weeks ago. So, even with that aside, even if I never met this guy, like I I just love watching him compete. You know, switching positions, going from right to left at Neville. But really, the 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 biggest takeaway um, in doing my deep dive on Lance Hurd is his best play was at these All American games, and that's when you're going up against the best. Now. There's an added bonus to that. The deepest position, according to all the people that put together these rankings, was edge, right? Defensive end. Right, uh, right, correct. So, so Lance, you know, it was a loaded class at edge. So if he's playing his best uh, at these Army All-American games and Under Armour All-American games, that means he is doing that against a loaded position group. And Blake, it, he, he was really good in those games. Now, what I did today is I went and watched uh, his full game versus Rustin, uh, which has a bunch of really good players. Oh, dude, and that, that D-line for Rustin was something silly. I mean, they were good. They were really good. And uh, they're coached by Kyle Williams. So Correct. You know, that you, you know they're going to be uh, very technically sound, right? And Lance played phenomenally in that in that game. Now, they lost the game, but uh, there were some times where he got beat, but there were some other times where he did some really impressive things. So mm -hmm. we did a deep dive on Lancer today. I'm, I really like him a lot. But what's funny, Blake, is, you know, I, I, I grade players on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, you know, for, for me, I, I, I still had Emory Jones as the highest-graded offensive lineman of the past couple of years. But that's because I had Emory Jones rated really, really, really high. Lance is really high for me as well. I think he's really good. And there, there's going to be a transition. As you know, Blake, he has uh, a very intriguing shape. So uh, there's going to be some some changes, um, you know, physically for him. But still, he is he's a really, really good football player. And if he's able to start next year, 
and uh, move Emory Jones to the inside, his natural position. We both think he's a better guard than he is tackle. Then that could be one of the best right sides of an LSU offensive line we've ever seen. I agree um, with it. The only thing that I, I would ask or the question that I would ask is I, I don't know. You know, a lot like Emory Jones, does he come in and start game one? Because, look, Will was yeah. early enrollee. Yeah, Emory was yeah. not. Emory didn't play in, in game one really a lot, right. especially didn't play right tackle. Let, let's hope that he can have a better and more of a meteoric rise at that right tackle spot than yeah. we maybe saw Emory do uh, a, a season ago. Carter, I, I, I told you this a couple about a month ago, and I think it's interesting when we talk about this offensive line too, and the running game. A lot of people don't talk about the running game enough. Historically, yeah. when you have four guys returning, four or more guys returning, your running game goes up a tick. It goes up about 33%. We saw that in 2019 with LSU. When those guys returned, four guys returned. It literally went up, I think, 41%. You had 41 more percent of production in the running game than you had the season before when it comes to yards and attempts and stuff like that. Maybe not actual yards, but yards per attempt and, and things you were doing in the running game. My, my question would be is I know that we talk about uh, really Jaden having to get the ball down the field, and I agree with that whole, wholeheartedly. But, yeah. man, if you're able to run the football at that high of a clip, it's going to open up so many things for him uh, in the air. I, I, I guess what, how intrigued are you to see how this spring is going to start to unfold now that you got this much offensive talent? Adding Aaron Anderson, Sheldon Sampson, and others. Yeah, look, what Jaden does for LSU's running game cannot be understated, right? Just his ability to run adds so much gravity to the LSU running attack that uh, we we saw a running back room last year that wasn't really that highly touted. Blake, they they came out and had one of the better, you know committee years we've ever seen from an LSU running back room and a lot of that was because of Jaden right just because of how much you have to respect the zone read and his ability to run and he's going to be back next year and Josh Williams is going to be back Josh was phenomenal Noah Kane came on harder pause than any running back towards the end of the year and uh, he was fantastic and honestly uh, I know he's not an early enrollee but I, I'm really high on Caleb Jackson. I, I'm, I'm way higher on him than, than the recruiting services. I do think he's a very good player. Obviously, his health is going to be a big thing going into next year. Um, but, yes, I, I totally agree, Blake. The running game for LSU was way better than anyone could have expected, especially if you go look at advanced stats such as rush yards after contact. LSU had some of the best rush yards after contact right. that, LSU, that LSU historically has ever had. And this is with a running back room that we all viewed as not, you know, your normal special LSU running back room. So that group under Frank Wilson honestly did a very good job. You know, I'll call it like it is. That was an, a very impressive job by Frank and, and Mike and those guys, uh, coaching those guys up and, and getting them to another level. You know, Carter, what's interesting is we'll, we'll see how this goes on, but, you know, a position group that I'm hearing a lot about is specifically, and I talked about this Monday, but so many people were asking inside the chat. I'll bring it up again. Yeah, Buddy, I know that you talk to people, and, and I talk to people inside that building. 
the Aaron Anderson is a guy that is every time I pick up the phone and ask what's going on over there, Aaron Anderson's name comes up. Okay. But if he if if he is halfway as good as they think and anticipating him to be, now we're a month away. Now he's got a lot of you know. I, I told one guy this today inside that building. Listen, you better stop talking about him because you're going to put too much expectations on him, right? right. Um, but man, could you imagine? getting that guy out in there in the slot and him doing some things. But we could be working with something here, something serious. Um, when you watch Aaron Anderson, what do you think LSU's getting here? I mean, we talked about this at nauseum at times, but, man, is he really what – like, what should we ultimately and really expect from him? Yeah, so the number one thing, obviously, is going to be the health. The the, the knee is, is definitely a concern. But as a returner, obviously – you know, he had some of the best return tape you'll ever see at uh, Carr. Now, um, I think I think he is really good. I'm not as high on him as you are, Blake, but I'm telling you, he does have some special traits with the football in his hands. And obviously the best thing for him is just getting out there and just getting accustomed to being available, right? I can right. understand how frustrating it was to go all the way to Tuscaloosa and be away from home and you not be healthy enough to play. I think that's part of why he decided to transfer back home to LSU, just to be back in more friendly confines. So, yeah, I, th I think he's very good. And obviously, the LSU slot receiver position is is wide open, or the LSU number three receiver position. And one thing about him that's very interesting, Blake, is normally we think of smaller receivers as guys that – absolutely must play the slot, but he can also play outside even though he's only uh, 5'11". So I, I think mm -hmm. he's definitely going to be in for a lot of reps uh, come fall. Uh, Brandon Reese says that D-line that D line lineup is good too. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to start here with Savion Jones at defensive end. Who had more sacks last year? But just going off your head, don't, don't Google this. Who had more sacks last year, Savion Jones or B.J. Ojolari? Ooh, that's that's tough. I mm, off the top of my head, I know Perk led him in sacks. I, I, you know, Jones had a few versus Arkansas, so I, I I'm gonna go Savion Jones. It seems like this is one of those trick questions. <laughs> Actually, I I don't think it is. I thought he had six. I think he might have had four. Uh, uh, four and a half. Let me just check. So Fabian had more than uh, Ali Gay, as Pooh Bear points out. Correct, he did. So that was that was my kind of my point a little bit here. Okay. Yeah. Um, buddy, how you expect big things from him because he can definitely run the pa uh, rush the passer. You know what the the thing with him for me though is is he's had some issues in the running game. Do you think yeah. he could get that fixed? Uh, I mean, when you see a guy like that who struggled in the running game, can he get something like that fixed? pretty quickly in the off season. Yeah, so it gets a little steamy here and it's kind of hard to just, you know, bring it up in a live show, but you know, him and Ali Gay had to play a new position this year, which was new for both of them, playing more of a four eye, which is, you know, a little bit more to the inside of an offensive tackle instead of playing the edge in a four man alignment. And I, I think Savian Jones is more of a natural fit there than what Ali Gay was this past year. So, um, yeah, I think Savian Jones could have a big year. And we saw him against Arkansas have his best game. He started playing his absolute best football uh, towards the end of the year. And, look, the guy plays harder than anyone. He is a really good run and chase guy and now the next step for him is to be better at beating guys one-on-one -on -one and, and getting pressure 
on his own volition. And if he does that, he's going to be a big-time player. Carl, last question for you. How many home runs do you think LSU baseball hits? Oh, Blake, come on. You know I can't. I'm not smart enough for LSU baseball uh, breakdown. Are you talking about, like, the entire season? Yeah, entire just... season. Oh, wow. Uh, I can name three baseball players on, on LSU's <laughs> roster. That's why I, I go to you for I go to you and a few others for the the baseball breakdown. So I hear you. It's Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, and who's the third best player? Uh, the third best. You hitters. tell me. I, I don't know. I, I I can't tell you. I would have Who, to say Tommy Tanks. So Tommy Tanks. All right. So let's. God, what what's a normal good home run number? A hundred. A hundred. So averaging what? That's roughly two per game. Something like uh, that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Dylan Cruz. <laughs> Dylan Cruz is going to hit 46 home runs. No, oh, my. Get out of here. Get out of here. Is that a lot? I don't know. Yes. If that – Carter, let me just tell you this. As we get you out of here, if that happens, I swear to God, I'll reimburse you for your entire wedding you just had. He's not hitting 46 home runs. Okay? Well, what's a normal, but, but for real, what's a normal good number for like a college – what, like 25, 30? Yeah, that would, be, it, okay. that would be unreal. Well, Dylan Cruz, I believe in. All go right. for 46 dingers, baby. Let's go. Later, right. Carter. See you, bud. See you Monday. All right, see ya. All right, this next guy, I mean, he's like, oh, Mr. Blake, I'm on a time clock. He is. He is. Don't leave. Don't leave. He's going to be really pissed when I do this to him, though. <laughs> Let's go to a very quick break. <laughs> We're back in 40 seconds. Talk about our good friends at GM Varno and Sons. Matt Trent, LSU Baseball next. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500. Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back. I, I feel like you're, you know, you're just doing this trolling on purpose. Like now you got an Arkansas shirt on. Let me let me first off stop. Let me let me just ask you this. How many teams attire do you have in your closet oh what a question oh what a question i i am probably the most college apparel slash gear obsessed person you will ever meet i have tons like tons but this shirt is hilarious like i always love mascots put in normal people situations and clothes like one of the funniest mascots to me is wisconsin because it's a badger in a striped turtleneck sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you ever seen that? Can I tell you something? I don't think I've ever seen a badger. Seriously. I mean, think about old school LSU Sailor Mike logo. Mike the Tiger with a sailor hat on. When have you ever seen that? I when mean... have you ever seen a tiger on a boat? Never. When have you ever actually? If you've never really been to LSU, normal people. When's the last when's last time you actually seen a real tiger? That's what I'm saying. Like, By the way, I went to Thailand. I think I told you the story. Uh, 2012, 
We went to a zoo in Thailand, first off. Is, is this a PG story? Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to make it PG-13, but not in a bad way. Okay. Um, so, first off, don't ever go to a zoo in Thailand. Okay, that's number one. I or think that... Yep. I, I think that the movie, uh, what's it, uh, The Hangover should have told everybody about Thailand. Mm -hmm. But my big thing is when we're at the zoo, they have this massive, man, I'm talking about Elish Death Valley size cage. Yeah. Okay. And on the top of it, it says Siberian Tiger. Mm. Gates wide open. It had been gnawed. They, oh, yeah. they can't find the tiger. My fat ass shit myself, and I went in the truck and said, "I'm uh, uh, f that. That thing no. ain't gonna get no meal out of my fat ass today, baby." So I, I think I think what LSU should do football season, and I need to put this petition into Brian Kelly. I think they need to have like the real mic, like they do. Um, I think they need to do like they do at Colorado when they run the buffalo out onto the field. Yeah, so hey, they used to do they used to do that, and then. The tiger, like the past, the last time I did that, there were so many issues, and no, so no, I know they used to do it, but my thing is just let him go, just let him run, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just see what happens, because that's like that's intimidating when you. It, it was already intimidating when you come out of the field, you know, and he's in the cage, you know, right there getting fired up in front of a hundred thousand fans at Death Valley. You really want to see who the real dudes are on your football team? See who flinches when an actual Bengal tiger is running around Death Valley. No leash, no restraints, no nothing, just out there. It's kind of it's kind of the point where like I would. Where's Tory Carter when you need him? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Why do I feel like Ed Orsron would have ripped his shirt off and like got had chains in his back pocket to ride it? Oh yeah. I mean, he, it's not the only thing he was riding in Baton Rouge in his time here. It's true. Very, ah, true, ah. very, very true. Very true. Can't even, can't even hate. But like, like this, I can't even get through my own joke. I get. But, but like this shirt, how many times have you seen a hog, a Razorback, whatever, with a baseball hat, t-shirt, and a glove on, throw like in a pitcher's mechanics getting ready to throw? Never. I've That's seen a lot of people from Arkansas that look like a Razorback with red hair. That do <laughs> try to pitch like that, though. Yeah, I have. Someone once told me that every SEC fan base kind of looks like their mascot. As diehard you are, like the most diehard fan, and if you think about it, there are a lot of there are a lot of people in Florida that look like. <laughs> <laughs> like if you really. You like you, you put in your mind the typical Florida dude kind of looks like an alligator. Scaly skin, weathered skin, been out in the sun all the time, leathery, kind of just weird looking eyes. And I kind of feel like a gator if it were if it were to wear human clothes would wear jean shorts. Probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I could so see that. Yeah. Um I mean you look I'm trying to think of some other, like Alabama. I've seen, I've been in Tuscaloosa and there are a lot of elephants there too. Like there, there, there's some, there's some. Then, then what would it make Tennessee? Uh, you know, the, 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 the bloodhound. Oh know? yeah. 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 Uh, uh, what, what about <laughs> a lot of cocks out there in South Carolina? 
I'm not going to touch that one because I have about a string of jokes that'll probably get me kicked off this platform, and we don't need we don't need that uh, as well as Twitter. So. Yeah, well, you know, Elon Elon will do the right thing someday. Elon, will, I Elon will do the right thing someday. That's all I know. All right, Matt Trent WBRZ joins us here live. We'll talk some LSU baseball with him. Matt, couple days away, man. It's going to be colder than a witch's titty out there. Um, I guess expectations going into this weekend. I will tell you normally, and I have—I feel like I've done this the last four years. Like, hey, man, it's almost going to be freezing. So if the bats aren't absolutely exploding, game one, don't freak out. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. be calm. But what yeah. do you expect this weekend? Um, I just kind of want to see guys that. I want to see the transfers kind of get acclimated and get comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want to see Paul Skeens throw well. I want to see Tommy Tanks hit well. You know, um, I want to see those kind of guys really get acclimated to this environment. And because honestly, like people don't understand that when you go into the box or a place like that, that's got what, 10,000, 12,000, however many fans you know, when it's sold out, standing room only. And it's not going to be that this weekend because of the weather, obviously. But when it's a top-tier environment, like, it gets you ramped up. But you kind of have to control it a little bit. You kind of mm-hmm. have to, like, cater your emotions, especially opening weekend, you know, when there's so many emotions around it. Um, I just want to go and <clears> – <throat> I really want to see Paul Skeens throw. Like, I, I, I really do want to – see Paul Skeens throw. I want to see Tommy Tanks hit. I want to see Trey Morgan hit. Um, I don't really, this is going to sound terrible, like I don't really put a lot of stock into the non-conference schedule when you're playing Western Michigan. No disrespect to the Broncos, but when you're playing Western Michigan, when you're playing Samford, like LSU is going to run all over them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be routes. It's going to be a, maybe a lot of double-digit run games. So I don't really put a whole lot of stock in that uh, because if you remember last year, Blake Money came out opening night on Friday and shoved. Right. And then, you know, we know how that ended um, for the rest of the season. So I, it's really kind of hit or miss. It's kind of like midweek. And this is this is the one thing that <clears throat> I was talking about this last night that f- kind of frustrates me with LSU, and I know that it's a, a regional thing. Like really outside of tech, southeastern um, UL – LSU really doesn't have any midweek competition in the state. They really don't. You know, they they really don't. And nobody's really going – and people all the time say, well, we could drive to Houston. Like, no one's really going to drive five hours for a midweek game on a Tuesday. If it's, A, not back-to-back, if it's not a Tuesday and Wednesday deal, or if it's not a weekend series. Like, Houston, U of H, would be fine. Um, well, and you have a lot of alumni there in Houston, but like, but like if that's, you if you went to, uh, I'm trying to think of a team not in the SEC that you could travel to. Like, you you can you can go to Southern Miss, like if you really wanted to. Yeah, you can go to that's Southern a good point. You could go to Southern Miss on a Wednesday. You but can they, go to Southern they ain't gonna do that. They ain't gonna do that. They're not. They're not gonna do that for a while. <laughs> but that's that's the thing is like, and I and. You know, I was spoiled growing up in the state of North Carolina where, you know, North Carolina State, Duke, Wake are all kind of in that area. Mm -hmm. 
And then you've got East Carolina, who's at a conference, who's top 25. And, you know, you've got a lot of good baseball in the state. So it was really good to play midweek games because you were playing top-tier competition, and it was good for the RPI. It was good for your resume. And that's what I just think, like, let's be honest, LSU gains absolutely nothing by playing Grambling on a Tuesday. Nothing. Just to get the reps and the swings. Yeah, and that's and that's great. Like throw some young guys out there, but like overall, and for and anyone in the media will tell you this, it really is. It's like boring to cover those games. You know, you go out right. and it's it, it's ten to nothing in the second inning. You know, and t- it, unless you have like in Paul's last year, remember when LSU went to Southern and lost? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. God, that was I do. so bad, man. I do remember that. Um, and well, Paul, God, what a, and Paul's like, he just couldn't hit. <laughs> and they're like, well, Paul, that's on you, buddy. I mean, you lost love, to Southern. That's, that's the one thing I do love. Um, I do miss with, with Paul not being there is like Paul's breakdowns of like why they lost and, and why certain things happened against LSU. Cause, uh, his last year when they were in the Shriners and they got, <laughs> they got no hit by uh, Oklahoma, Dane Acker, right. uh-huh. who I covered in high school when he was in, in Texas. And, and he was like, well, you know, we, we the, he did, he pitched a good game, but I showed up and I knew that the ball wasn't going to fly out of there because, you know, they the, the roof was closed and the ball, <laughs> the ball just wasn't going to fly out of here. And then literally the next game was like Baylor and Arkansas. And they and destroyed was, the baseball. It was like an eight to six game. Right. <laughs> it was He's like, yeah, you know, the ball's not going to fly out of here because the roof is closed. And the next game was like eight to six. And remember, remember AJ Labus had a no-no his damn self and only gave up <laughs> one hit and then gave up a home run in the ninth. And they lost. Yeah. I, I mean, anyway. that was that was so funny. Like, I know that towards the end of Paul's career, people got upset because they they viewed it as like making excuses. But that's like one of the funniest things that I always remember about Paul is like how how he would like break down LSU, absolutely just getting like the shit kicked out of them or just getting dominated like that. Well, you know, we got well. It wasn't because Dane Acker went out and no hit us. It was because the roof was closed and right. Minute Man. That was always so great. All right, two questions from fans inside or, or, or commenters inside. Spectrum Wellcare says Grant Taylor big loss? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think too, like, I, I think it is a big loss, um, just because he was so dominant this fall. Well, and, in and the I, summer, he, in the Cape, he he shoved. I and I, I was talking to Jay on Monday. And oh, by the way, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're you're going to mind me asking you this, just so to give everybody context. Can you give us that conversation? Like, you know, because I know that you kind of said on some things. Can you give us kind of like what happened with Grant too? Because yeah, I'm, I, okay, I can, yeah. I mean, basically, what happened is that he had injured it. He had injured his UCL, and they wanted a second opinion. Mm-hmm. That's why it really didn't come out until this week. And they wanted a second because, and that's so common, especially with a UCL injury, an injury that's going to keep you out all year. Is they want to make sure, especially if sur- surgery is always the very last option. If we no can, doubt it's like ACL, UCL, all those CLs. And look, like nowadays, Tommy John, like surgeons are doing that in their sleep. Right. Like it's 
so right. concise and it's a science now. Like it's 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 a great surgery. To, it's prop. I would let's put it this way. I would rather have a UCL surgery than a shoulder surgery. Right. And, it, and Matt, re, be honest with you, the guy that did my second my second scope and all that, brother, he does ACLs, MCLs, uh, meniscus, and UCLs. Yeah, it's because it's and just so much more common now. Anytime you're dealing with a joint anywhere, it's just screwed compared to like a ligament. Anyway, um, so he wanted a second opinion. They got it, and it was, hey, it's torn. You're going to have to have surgery, you know, whatever. And right. Jay was telling me, he said, the it, it's just bad. I, I, it very much sounded like Brian Kelly when I was talking to him. He was like, it's just bad because he did everything the right way. Right. He was a high character guy. He was one of these dudes that he he worked, obviously. You know, you saw that in the summer in the Cape. Came into the fall, was dominant. I really thought he was going to be a late-inning guy, set up maybe even a closer guy um, because he had that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, you have that injury. But if this was last year, I would have been, like, screwed. Like, nobody's on the back end of the game to close it out. But you've got a lot of guys now. Like I saw Garrett Edwards throw the other day. He looks tremendous, like up to 96, 97, really good off-speed stuff. You've got the Trent, the, um, God, I can't pronounce his name, the big tall lefty from, I think, Oklahoma, the junior college kid. Oh, He's yeah, 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 yeah. Austin, Housing, something crazy like that. He's been really good. So they do have options. Like they've got options you know, they're not going to ride Riley Cooper every single game. You know, they're not going to ride Devin Fontenot every single game, you know, to roll out there for multiple innings. So they, they do have a lot more depth. But still, anytime you get that kind of talent, um, I mean, he was a top 100 draft prospect right? for, for this draft, you know. Um, so, yes, it's big. Is it demoralizing for this team? I don't think so. Um. Who starts midweek or and Sundays? Oh, man, I go. I've gone back and forth on this probably about a hundred times. I I really think. Well, how about who just starts Sunday? Just because it's going to be the weekend. Who do you think starts Sunday? My gut tells me Christian Little. Agree. But but there there's just so many different factors. Um, I would honestly, I would love midweek. I would love to see like Blake Money or Will Helmers again. But but see that's and I'm I'm weird about this. Like I want, I always hated in college when they were like, day of, hey Matt, you're rolling out there on Tuesday, so go get warm. I I, I, if I'm going to be the midweek starter, I want to be that guy. I want to know that every Tuesday, that's my day to start. God and dude. You know what's so crazy about Will Helmers? We don't talk about him and probably should be. Dude, as a freshman, he was all LSU had at times. Remember yeah. they started him at third? Oh, God. <laughs> that poor, that poor. <laughs> we, we were, you know. And, Paul, and was, Paul, Paul literally said he should start at third, bro. Oh my God, God bless it. That was one of those deals where. I think Paul was trying to tell himself that he could do it. And I think, Will, I mean, Will was fine. You know, he was fine doing it. But he went out there and it was like, 
you boot a ball, then you airmail one three rows deep, and then you boot another ball, and it was just oh god, it was awful. It was and awful. That that was the first and last time um, that he played third. Could so. you imagine though, Blake Money is a midweek. I know that he might not be a Friday night guy, but as a midweek, I mean, Matt. The crazy thing is, here's the crazy thing: Blake Money at the end of the season, if he starts, you know, because of how midweek games go, but he could be seven and zero going into like. Oh, there! Look at your lady friend. Look at her. Look at her back there. I see her. She's just she's run around. She's got her LSU baseball shirt on too. She's I, right, straight to right. She is. She. This is wild. She is a Southern Miss alum. So it's kind of. It's last year was a, was was good for her, but it was weird, you know, going around town with her Southern Miss gear. What does she think about Todd Munkin going to the Ravens? Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Loves it. Big fan. Love, <laughs> loves, Can loves I just it. tell you something that I love about you? I know the face that, as someone who's been married for almost seven years, the face that she gave you and then your reaction's like, who the fuck's Todd Bunkins? Like what I think she's like <laughs> saying. Who, who loves, fuck's it. Todd loves it. But no, like, so it's, it's funny you talk about Blake Money. Uh, when we had media day, I saw him, and I love him because – he is probably one of the more self-aware players on that team. I would and, agree with that. And he he's just like, he's so great to talk to. And I was asking about um, like his, what he's done. And he said, you know, Coach Johnson coming in pitching uh, wise, he said, it has been life changing for me. Yeah. You, Not- saw, you know, you saw the thing like bringing in the newcomers, like, he was the one asking the questions. Matt, that's a team leader type of thing. He he said he since he's gotten to Baton Rouge and like worked with all the pitchers, Blake Money told me he said it's been life changing. It's crazy, now, man. That's crazy. That, that, that has nothing to do like it has nothing to do with baseball. That has nothing to do with numbers and balls and strikes, nothing. He said he has been life changing for me. That's that's all I needed to hear. And he was very adamant that what he's doing, guys have seen jumps and velocity, control, just overall analytics of what they're doing in the short time that he's been there. All right, man, a couple more. We'll get you out of here. It's getting kind of late. Um, how many, I asked Carter this. He doesn't watch baseball, and I saw your reaction to it. How many home, how many home runs do you think that they hit this year? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go one twenty one. How many did they hit last year? Uh, one oh seven, I think. You gotta think now. You gotta think. You know, I don't know if Joe Bear gets eighteen. You know, but I, I, I but here's the crazy thing though, Matt. I could see Paxton Kling having five home runs and and, and sitting in the. Matt, here's another question. Well, first off, what the fuck do you do with Jared Jones? You ever <clears throat> this? You ever, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Grow up with with dudes that were what they call just country strong. Uh, just just Matt farm from Franklinton, Louisiana. Yes. You, you, you ever just grow up with dudes that just look as the kids say they're just built different? D- let me let me tell you. <laughs> 
Jared Jones. Jared Jones built a little bit different than your average freshman coming into LSU. I don't care where it is. That kid, that kid is uh, he's thick. Two Matt, did you see that the exit velocities from fall and then now where it ranks? So Tommy Tanks is up there. Do you know that he holds like the other thirty exit velocities? Like 113.1, one 113.0, 112.9, 112.8. And I'm like, I mean, like, Jesus, what's going on here? The dude just hits the ball so hard. When I say those type of numbers, I want to give him an old bat. Not not these new. Oh, see how far it could go? What if he had the old Easton bat from 1999? Like give me give me like an old TPX Omaha two thousand or like an old Oh yeah, the TPXs. You know, oh god. The stealths. That, that, Remember that when was, the stealth first came out? Yes, yes. Give give him an orange two piece stealth. Yes. I, I will tell you, I had a green stealth and I used to hit jacks, but I feel like that ball was corked. <laughs> I, I I really do. Matt, my fat ass hit a home run and, and when I was thirteen, I'm like Dog, I know I ain't that good. Cause I just, I just love seeing that because, I mean, I don't like. So my my senior year was the first year that they had these new BB core bats, and it was like such a difference. I mean, it was it was it was scary, you know, out there. That's what, but like Jared Jones is the dude that I want to give him an old bat and just home run derby. Like, let's do it. Let's let it rock because he's like. Like does he, does he start Friday? Let me ask you this question: When Paul Skeens goes, does he start Friday night? Matt, he's he he can't he's hitting the ball all over the place. You talking about does he does he start like is he gonna that, D, is he gonna DH Friday? I mean, I know it sounds crazy. I know I I know I sound crazy. Matt, he's hit four home runs in three days. Four home runs in three days. Then you get to a situation where it's like, how do you keep him out of the lineup? And then here's another crazy thing. Then what do you do with the two guys, too? D- Gavin Dugas, who hit 18 home runs in 2020, right? Was it 2020? Mm-hmm. No, 2020. Yeah. No, 2021. 2021, yeah. that was when he led the SEC in RBIs, correct? And homers. Yeah. Right? Because he had like 18 or 19. No, 20 home runs. And then what do you do with Joe Bear, who had 18 last year? And then you got to do Jared Jones who's hit four home runs in three scrimmages. Matt, Matt I, I don't know what you do. I think <clears throat> I think Paxton Kling, uh, Jared Jones, Brady Neal, and Brady Neal. Yeah, those those three dudes. I'm very interested to see because look, I, if you hit, if you hit, they will find a place for you. If you can hit like that, they will find a place for you. Whether it's DH, they'll put you out in third. I mean, put you out at first, put you out in the outfield. Hell, if they had a tenth position, just sit your ass in the stands. They will. <laughs> well, and what's crazy, and I know you're gonna say, Cabaloso's bat's gotten a little a, a little hot here in the last couple of days. We'll see. I don't know if he'll be getting that crack of the lineup, but Jared Jones is gonna be. Oh, and by the way. Nobody said anything about Hayden Travinsky. Oh, God. Matt, like I, they legitimately, buddy, let me, they legitimately have 12 guys on that roster. I went down and counted it. Based off what we've seen, that could hit 10 home runs or more. People forget that Josh Pearson 
Didn't he finish the season with nine home runs? That's what that's what I'm saying, dude. And, and I think we're discounting Jordan Thompson too. Like, do you remember that stretch that he had last year? It was like what three weeks where he probably hit what six home runs, right? You know, like wild week. Oh I mean, shit! By the just, way, Bama just lost to Tennessee. Oh really? Yeah. Also, by the way, I don't know. I I think I sent you this. We get these random PR emails sometime, and there was a, <clears throat> there was, a, <laughs> so Jay Johnson, th this weird website uh, based off analytics, which I would love to see, they did, they did a list, rated the SEC baseball coaches one to 14, who was the best looking of all the coaches due to analytics. There apparently is this beauty app out there that that analyzes facial structure whatever and puts those numbers into an algorithm and spits it out is whatever so number one number one is not who you would think it was Scott it's your boy from georgia at georgia number two was tony vitello and i wanted so bad so bad i told you to tweet that and you should have added him no i wanted so bad to go on air and be like yes I know that the odds on favorite for all the ladies out there would be Tony Botello, but we all know how Tennessee does is when they're the odds on favorite to be number one. They're always finishing second. <laughs> <laughs> so without a doubt, when Tennessee is number one, they're finishing number two somehow. All right, last last thing, last question. We'll get you out of here. I know that we've been a little bit extended, but we were off last night for Valentine's Day. Hey, I was fun. at the, I was at the gas station today and pumping gas, whatever. And I heard a guy in a lifted truck, okay, Alabama plates, okay, say, I'm an alpha. He said, I'm quoting, I'm an alpha male. I run a red light anytime I want to. And he was dead serious, okay? Get in my truck. I'm on the way back. I'm driving. I Google what state has the most lifted trucks in America. What do you think the state was? Oh, 100% Alabama. No. Really? Yes. The answer's, it, the answer's actually going to really surprise you. Is it a southern state? Yes. Is it deep south? N Geologically, no. <laughs> Geo Geologically? Oh, okay. Geologically, no. Geographically, yeah. no. Um... Is it North Carolina, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? So I, you talk all that shit about people in Louisiana and y'all got the most lifted trucks. Nice. Well, I was going to say with that dude, if anyone uh, gets out of a lifted truck and says that. Your always, penis is this size. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was like, you know what happens when that dude runs into a wall with a full erection? He, hits he his breaks nose. his nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Oh, God. I love this segment so much, and we get to have all baseball season to do it. Um, No, back to your point, though, about home runs for the season. Oh, Adam says they even have they even have a thing. It's called the Carolina Squad. <laughs> what is that? Apparently, so when I Googled this, it's when the back end is lower than the front end. They call it the Carolina Squad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's I can't believe it. You talk all that shit about the Deep South and look at you. Y'all got more squatted cars than anybody. 
That's the thing. I'll take that. Okay. Now, Matt, it's the worst thing that could have ever happened to our relationship is me finding out that you had lived in drugs. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a whole nother rant that we'll, we'll go on when we have more time. But that, that's, a, that's a whole genre of people that I'm still, jury's still out on them. Where do those people go to college? They don't go to Duke, do they? There's no way. Uh, they, do they go to college is the real question. That would be a great question. Do y'all have a lot of, like, mills, like paper mills in North Carolina? Not really. It's Tobacco's big in North Carolina. So. Oh, dude, yes! <laughs> I bet you they wear jeans and they got the tobacco. They got the dip can on the back, imprinted on the back of their jeans, don't they? They, they have that, and they also wear a lot of hats with just a single tobacco leaf on it. Which just, is just, and, and they got like a, 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 a fish hook in the brim of their oh, bill. 100%, 100%. But you know what they don't wear? Fishing shirts. You know what they don't wear? Flip flops. Hashtag the Miles Brennans. <laughs> you, I think, I think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this too. I think one of your biggest mistakes is not getting AYS branded Columbia fishing shirts. We had them. We had them. It's just, man, it's so expensive. I know, but like, how do you not? You know how, like, um... uh, so you want you want me you want me you want to laugh? I have thirteen of them. I never wear them because my wife rips me alive every time. She goes, "You got one in every color." So this is hilarious. Um, My buddy, who is an A and M graduate, he emceed. This is hilarious too. He emceed uh, A&M's first pitch baseball banquet. Okay. Guess how many people they had, number one. Now, mind you, LSU just a few weeks ago had, had a over, couple thousand. Had over a thousand. I would say probably maybe a couple hundred. Yeah, they had like 400 people. That's that's sad. That's that, sad. that like, that's, that's... And Matt, they got to a College World Series last year. So, there's a, there's a guy that uh works at tex ags and he's like their baseball guy at tex ags bro Owen buchanan was, no god no he he wore uh he works at texas he always wears bp top flat bill hat shorts and baseball turfs like bro looks like a, a batting practice is about to break out <laughs> so so uh so Schlossnagel gets on the mic and my buddy said, I'm sitting there and like, I hand the mic over to Schlossnagel and Schlossnagel was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, I appreciate all you guys, um, you know, being here, um, you know, thank you. And he looks at this guy and he goes, Hey, so-and-so he goes, appreciate you uh, making it out. Obviously you didn't understand that uh black tie event doesn't mean fishing shirt. So, <laughs> well, Hey, thank- it's, you know, there you go. I'd take a fishing shirt over a, a, the Carolina squad any day. That's not true. That's not true. I just, I think I Matt, love you. I would rather spend 45 to 60 bucks on a nicer shirt than spending $5,000 to get my back end lifted or back end shrunk. Here's my, here's my question. When Megan says, hey, we're going to, I want to go out to a nice dinner tonight. Oh shit! We did this last night. What? Okay, where? Okay, where did you go to dinner last night for Buddy's Steakhouse? Okay, what did you? What did you wear? What do you think I wore? 
No, I want you to tell me what you want. No, guess it, and I'll tell you if it's true or not. It'll be better. <laughs> no, I want, I want you to tell me what you wore. Just what guess. Is, just guess. In my my mind, you had um, jeans? No. No? No. Oh, okay. You definitely wore a fishing shirt, but it was dark colored, so it was more formal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my $120 fishing Columbia shirt that doesn't get, like, if water gets on it, it, like, goes off. Um, that one, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure did. <laughs> okay, so what pants did you wear? I wore some really nice, uh, like, khaki slacks. Okay, did you did you tuck the fishing shirt into uh -uh. the... Uh-uh. Okay. No, did I don't... You wear, did you wear, like, boots? Do you have cowboy boots? Come that's on. A, that's fair. I've never seen, like, again, I've never seen you anything outside of, like, sneakers or. You never see me, you never see me dress up is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean. No, I mean, because of my past life or my, my life I'd live now, past life or whatever, you know, like meaning some of the, like, work and stuff like that. Like, I have a whole closet full of suits. Okay, um, and I never wear them. So, Matt, from when I was 23 to 30, no, 28, I was in a, almost a suit every day. That's why I wear it like I look like a bum. That's why I grew my beard out. I had to shave every day, and I was just like, I'm never shaving again. I'm never shaving again. I'm going to eat what I want whenever I want. Now I need to go on a diet and lose some weight, and I get that. But, this I mean. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do for you. Okay, you're gonna um, you're gonna wear a fishing shirt. No, no. I, before you before your time's over here in Baton Rouge, I'm putting you. Look, listen. <laughs> I know people. <laughs> we're getting you in a fishing shirt. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wear a fishing shirt. You don't have to wear it. We're just gonna put you in one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> both of the dudes I, that. Are really close acquaintance of me. One is 6'8", 270 pounds, and he's a power lifter, and the other one's his brother. All right, cool. I have a Carolina squat for my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <clears throat> no, I I do before 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 my time here in Indiana expires. I want to take you and get like a nice sport coat. You know, custom fit something that looks. I have. Nice. I actually have five of them. Okay, but you don't have one from me that actually. No, I looks... don't. Yeah. <coughs> uh, excuse me. No, I, do I, not. I want. I want people like when you go out to dinner. I want like Megan to be like fighting women off. Like well, you need. I'll let her text you again. Um, last night was really interesting. So. We don't go out, okay? Two kids, okay. you know, you just, it gets really tough. And then you cover the team, whatever. So last night we go out. No bullshit. We sit down, we're waiting for our table. I called in reservations. My buddy owns the steakhouse. By the by the way, it's the best, in the Hammond, Baton Rouge area, Buddy's is the best steak. Where, where Where is it? Is it in Hammond? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of by like Bill Hood and, and Ross Downing and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we go in there and I sit down and dude, I can't I can't walk 
20 foot before we literally talked. I literally had to talk about LSU baseball for 45 minutes. People walking up to the table. I think she was fed up. But be honest with you. But see, that's the see, that's the thing though, is that if you show up to a place like that in a sports coat, they're gonna be like No, I, I no, I put my back to the door so people wouldn't realize it's me and then they kept like coming up to me. You well know, see that's you you get a nice sport coat like that and it's just natural camouflage with you because you don't wear them. They'll be like that that looks like Blake Rafino, but it's definitely not because that's too nice of an outfit he's got on. That's true. I wore a three-piece suit three weeks ago to a, an event I had, and people didn't even, weren't even talking to me. And I'm just like, what, you know? See? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, sure. Also, no, you, we did, I didn't even give you a final number for how many home Oh, runs. yeah. Uh, you said what, 120-something? I said one, yeah, 120-something, yeah. I'll, I'll go 112. So less than last year, or a little bit more than last year. One twelve. I always like to low ball, just you know, because if you high ball, if you go really over, you're a homer. But if you go low ball, look. And I'm not. Is Florida on the schedule again? No. Okay. So you don't have Florida, and their pitching, their pitching staff, Matt. Like, it's pretty sick. They got. Southern Mrs. Ace. I mean, like, they, they got some dudes. Then you got Tennessee. And you don't have Vanderbilt either this year. You don't have Vanderbilt. But I, I tell you what, I, I, I know you're going to laugh at this. I'd rather Vanderbilt um, this year versus going against Florida. I mean, that staff is going to be sick. Now, Sully is a sick human being. He goes and get, goes to the tanning bed and gets a tan. But, I mean, I mean, never <laughs> nevertheless – they're gonna. Their staff's gonna be really good, man. South. I, I think too. Um, South Carolina's gonna be good. South Carolina's gonna be good. Arms. I think Alabama's gonna surprise some people. Which, by the way, you know who Alabama opens up with this weekend? No, who? S- Southeastern. No, they don't play Southeastern. The the University of Richmond. All right, that's a good, great way. To segue out, great way. Please, please do not, please do not let Richmond win one game this weekend. I will be insufferable. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm about to go buy me a Richmond Spider jersey. I can get you one. I got. I got if they're three. playing against Alabama, I will literally be going for Richmond. Richmond, Richmond. Okay. Name that movie. Uh, Coach Carter. God damn it, you're good. All right. We're out of here. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts.